Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the number seventh edition. Hope you had a great long weekend and did a lot of eating and chilling. I certainly did. Under the three posts for today, one, well, inevitably, it is about uh, Dibavli. Should you burst crackers? Um, whatever happened to you know all the things about child labor? Is it truly gone, or is it just the media? What about the pollution? And personally, as a guy who's crazy about dogs, it's a horrible time for dogs. So, Diwali always brings about mixed emotions, and I just wrote a little bit about it. The other two posts, uh, three quotes as always, and. One about skill building and commonalities between, say, fitness and fat loss and music. So let's get on with it. First one is the slightly longer piece on the bubbly and traditions. Long, long ago, when I was a kid, this was pretty much the only day of the year where I would wake up at 4 a.m. It's uh, a little crazy that today 4 a.m. is my norm, whereas back then, oh my, waking up groggy and you know whining for the first five minutes or so before you realize, oh wow, this is going to be a great day, because it always was. Diwali for a lot of you as well, I would imagine, was a day you spent with family and extended family, a lot of food, a lot of joy, a lot of crackers, a lot of memories. Now, Dibavli is just an excuse. If you are an atheist or you grew up with a different religion, with a different tradition, just replace this with whatever word has more meaning because I do think some of the stuff I want to talk about has common threads across. My fondest memory um, of the Bavli is, well, besides the food, besides the TV, uh, which, well, back then was a big deal, right? Because you didn't have much stuff on TV and it would be a flood of awesome stuff to watch. Uh, was um, in particular was my grandmother who would assist me while I burst crackers. I hate noise. I cannot deal with it. I cannot deal with a room full of people or even a nightclub and stuff like that, which thankfully I don't have to go to anymore. So crackers was always terrible, but you know, it was something we did as a family. We burst burst things. Me and my uncles would burst a lot more. And to keep my hands free, well, my grandmother would uh, close my ears. And yeah, it was, it was fun. So I would light it, run back to her, and she would close my ears. So it is a day and a tradition that was a part of growing up. So many memories 
but then as you grow up the whataboutisms start you always hated the noise you always wondered about all this child labor and all of it uh, because people speak about it but then you're a kid adults should know that child labor is wrong and you don't even know what privilege means right because you have whatever and then your dogs are petrified they have a shitty week so they shudder and they huddle in corners of your house under the bed they don't eat it's a nightmare so you start to despise the crackers and then there's the climate change aspect of it it's overwhelming the pollution we create on this day so while we do create a stupid amount of pollution just by existing as human beings it's made apparently obvious on this day because when you go out to the streets and the streets are littered now it's amazing that the government has clamped down on it and reduced it and not outlawed it or anything because 30 years ago it used to be obviously slightly different story but who knows right the population was smaller back then blah 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 so it's not possible to quantify this uh, pollution the fact that we're moving away from it is awesome and all of these factors you know combine in your head and you're not really sure it makes you uncomfortable but where do you draw the line what do you stop do you just stop with buying fireworks stop celebrating or do you start being an activist and raise awareness and i don't know go see what is actually happening in the places where they manufacture fireworks is i mean is that still a thing in this digital age is it possible that the truth is not fully out there yeah it's obviously possible and you realize you are still pretty darn oblivious and ignorant and you're living in your cocoon but the plight of uh, the street dogs running away scared yeah that has settled the affair a long time ago that you no know, this is not something you are okay doing please as i personally think about all these uncomfortable things i realize it all comes down to well being a little self-centered comes down to what helps me sleep at night what are my values what is my stance on on what there is never a black and white situation like it is crude to say if you are bursting crackers you are for child labor right that's only going to make an us versus them argument and you're just going to alienate a lot of people and no message you say will get across what i have realized is spectrum from black to white is an interesting one and i have created my own spectrum it's not meant to be 100% accurate or anything it just reflects my thought process currently so let's say at the far left let's just call it there's the i don't give a shit i've always burst five works and i'm going to continue and then shifting one to the right 
I cannot carry the world's problems. I just want to have my fun. This is a day I remember. And I don't want to deprive my kids of crackers. I want to do it a little, but I'm not going to solve the world's problems. I just want to do what I want to do. And then shifting a little more to the right. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Can I just carry on what I'm doing? Tone it down a little. Then there's no mid. Okay. I'm going to, I'm not a fan of the fence. So I'm going to jump little bit more to the right let's just call this step five step four being the line the middle step five i'm unsure but i can see that pollution is obviously not good and i love dogs so i'm not going to burst crackers i'm not going to do those things step six i'm well informed so i'm going to make sure that my family and my immediate community makes informed decisions about this step seven is the polar opposite of say step one that this is horrible how can you be blind i'm going to yell it out from the roof rooftops and i'm going to be an activist i'm going to yell at you i'm going to generally be a dick but for what i think are the right reasons so loosely thinking of one and seven as black and white you can see that there is a spectrum and most of us fall somewhere in between the world keeps trying to put us in that black or white place, but if you think about it, that's not where most of us fall. Where we fall is up to us. And maybe it takes us a day or a year or a few years, but we will slowly shift from one part of the spectrum to the other, rather than making the leap from one to the other. So for me personally, like being a dog person, I cannot fathom how somebody could be oblivious and stay in number one, but that's just me being silly because I don't know what if that person is thinking about all the memories they had as a child and maybe memories they don't have today and they're just clinging to it and are trying to recreate it. I cannot understand their perspective. So what if we keep the tradition and drop what does not make sense to us? The bursting of crackers, the noise, the waste, these are all things that don't make sense to me. But all the other things, catching up with family, gifts, catching up with friends, celebrating, more gifts, a lot of food, all of these are other parts of this tradition that were wonderful as a kid. Yes, bursting crackers was a small part of it, but it was just a way we spent time together. We can still spend time together, but what if we replace the part that is personally outdated and replace it with something else? For example, my birthday is, is something else that recently I've made more sense of. I'm not big on it. Now, as a kid, it was an amazing day, right? The universe revolved around you for that day and everybody made a lot of fuss. And today that is not something that I'm fond of. But 
where this can just be an excuse for me to hang out with my friends or for me to buy the 30 odd books on my wish list and celebrate can still be a great tradition and a great excuse but I can put a new spin on things rather than saying eh, I'm 40 years old stop celebrating birthdays what if we all rewrite what does not make sense to us and keep what makes sense to us maybe it means you have dinner and drinks with friends and our family or maybe you put your job and invent a new type of firework that doesn't make sound or pollute. I mean, come on, if you can fly to the moon and make electric cars, anything outlandish is possible. Above all, I do think we need to know our values and do our best. There will be contradictions because we are not aware of everything, but as long as it makes sense to us, think that's a start there is mm, something that is not okay I think being oblivious is not okay we cannot stick our head into the sand and pretend everything is fine figuring out values and trying to do our best seems like a good place to start I'll end this by quoting Jordan Peterson every rule was once a creative act breaking other rules every creative act genuine in its creativity is like to transform itself with time into a useful rule it is the living interaction between social institutions and creative achievement that keeps the world balanced on the narrow line between too much order and too much chaos this is a terrible conundrum, a true existential burden. We must support and value the past. And we need to do that with an attitude of gratitude and respect. At the same time, however, we must keep our eyes open. We, the visionary living. And repair the ancient mechanisms that stabilize and support us when they falter. Thus, we need to bear the paradox that is involved in simultaneously respecting the walls that keep us safe and are loving in enough of what is new and changing so that our institutions remain alive and healthy." End quote. That's the first piece, folks. The next two are much lighter. Let's go on to the three quotes. The first one's from Morgan Housel. If you haven't read The Psychology of Money, highly recommend it. If you are somebody who knows enough about your money, you should know most of these things. If you are somebody who has not spent enough time thinking about it like I have, this was a revelation. Just a well-written book I think it elucidates it just yeah just read it sorry on to the quote we all do crazy stuff with money 
because we are all relatively new to this game. And what looks crazy to you might make sense to me. But no one is crazy. We all make decisions based on our own unique experiences that seem to make sense to us in a given moment, end quote. You could replace money with fat loss or fitness, and I think it works just as well. And in fact, even about the Deepavali and traditions thing, right? What looks crazy to you might make sense to me because we are all making decisions based on our own unique experiences. We simply need to make sure we're not repeating patterns and make more conscious decisions. And speaking about crazy things, my evenings with the ab belt that would give me electric shocks on my belly are a memory uh, that makes me laugh today, but oh boy, terrible, terrible, crazy, funny things. On to the second quote. This one's taken a little bit out of context. Uh, Derek Sivers talking about the music business but I love this line. Throw yourself into this entirely. Find what you love and let it kill you, end quote. Obsessions and diving into something can turn into paradigm shifting events. Now, not everything needs to be lived out there in the public. Not everything turns out into a great story you read about in the papers or made into a, a movie that wins the Oscars. Uh, I've seen my octopus teacher yet. Many times these can just be between you and you. So while this is a quote about the music business, I do think finding what you love and just diving deep into it can help you discover cool things. The last quote from Bruce Lee, caution in concentration. Concentration is a form of exclusion, and when there is exclusion, there is a thinker who excludes. It is the thinker, the excluder, the one who concentrates that creates contradiction. Because then there is a center from which there can be a deviation, a distraction. End quote. <laughs> First time I read it, I had no freaking idea what these words meant. I mean, this is plain English, but individually the words made sense. The past year I've been meditating and the most confounding parts of my baby steps in meditation are the exercises where you look for what's looking. <laughs> So in theory, I understand these better uh, these words now, but that's about it. But baby steps, progress. And onto the last piece for today. It's titled on scales and beats and rolling and crawling. Babies uh, learn to use their heads. You know, then they roll and then they crawl and then eventually they progress to walking. Now this is not a smooth progression. There's a lot of failure, there's a lot of wobbliness, there's a lot of micro steps, right? Like you don't just decide to roll and you roll. It takes 
required a bit of effort, ones that we cannot even see. Similarly, when you enroll kids or maybe you remember your own music lessons, start with scales and from there learning to keep a beat. Then after a lot of repetitions, thousands and thousands of conscious reps, you proceed to songs. You keep repeating the same thing and you do it marginally better. You flop around. Now you try to roll and fail. You try to hit a scale, but you hit four different ones. You get better. It's not consistent and then it gets consistent. Sure, it might be boring. Sure, it might be annoying and you're not doing the cool things that you see uh, other singers do or other athletes do. You're doing the fundamentals though. And then suddenly one day you do something cool and it's a lot of fun and this repeats. And that gives you some mojo to keep going. Thing is, as long as you keep at it, you get better. You know this. As long as you keep pushing at the edge of your skill level, you get better. As long as you're conscious and work at it, you get better. This is just how it is. Fixing your diet or losing fat or getting fit is no different. They require you to master fundamentals like eating vegetables, like chewing your food, planning your meals, showing up to the gym, learning to squat, things like this. Now, obviously, I'm biased towards coaching, but that's only because a good teacher can make all the difference in your journey. In the end, it is all up to you. A teacher is just there to guide. But they give you a jump start. To get good at something, you keep doing it. You keep perfecting old ways of doing it and you come up with new ways of solving problems too. Now, this is why the quick results gang will always be searching for quick results every few months. And unfortunately for a lot of them, they will succeed. Which tells them, you know, they are right and I am the idiot because I'm against quick results. Now, it's not that I'm against quick results. I'm against the pattern that you try for quick results, succeed and then give up when Unfortunately or fortunately, the key is you have to make new habits. So you have to figure out principles. Otherwise, you keep solving the same problem. Except you just keep pretending it is a different problem. Like anything, it is a skill and you keep getting better and better at it. So stick to fundamentals. Keep working on it. And that's that for today, folks. Thank you for spending a part of your day with me. I love it if you can share your thoughts and feedback with me. You have a great Sunday. I'll see you next week. Bye.